Welcome to Paytech Talk, the podcast about payments. Today's guests are Hessel Kauk, CEO of Biscuit, and Tom Benvez, managing partner at Ginger. Hessel, Tom, would you please introduce yourselves and tell everyone uh, a little about yourself and what you've been up to lately? Sure. Thank you for having us. Uh, my name is Tom Benvez. I'm the managing partner and CCO of Ginger, uh, a full stack e-commerce payment solution for banks and acquirers. Um, and what that basically means is we help banks uh, to set up a full PSP solution and, in essence, compete with Stripe, Atya, and Molly. Ooh, those are, that's a big shoes to fill, I think. Uh. I think so, but the banks are ready for it. So and with our technology, they have a, they have a chance. <laughs> uh, thanks, Tom. Hessel? Yeah, thanks also from my side for having me and hello, everyone listening. Uh, my name is Hessel Kuyk. I'm CEO and owner of the Biscuit Group. Uh, which is uh, two companies and, and two investments. Uh, one of the companies is Minox, a Dutch cloud-based accounting solution, mm-hmm. already an old fintech, around since 1983, and now a full uh, cloud-based solution. Um, I came as a CEO in 2015 and uh, did a management buyout, became the owner in 2017, and in that same year founded Biscuit, which is a platform that makes the life of entrepreneurs easier and we do that by bundling everything that's relevant for the entrepreneur in one app. Oh, interesting. Next, we're going to move on to the news. There's been a lot going on in the payments world lately, as of late, especially when it terms in terms of investments. Are there any notable investments that have been going on, let's say, locally in the Netherlands that have caught your eye? Yeah, Eyes. I think we've all seen the news with Mali uh, raising a huge round of uh, 600 plus million. Um, doing a five billion valuation, I believe. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's great news for the whole ecosystem. Um, big investors doing bigger rounds in the Netherlands. I think all employees, founders, and investors will will profit from that in the long term. So Absolutely. very happy with that. Yeah, and then there was Bunk that raised. I think it was 160 million. Also a lot. Yeah, it got a lot of applause, and then Molly came and uh, went <laughs> went over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of big rounds in the Netherlands and also internationally. I read somewhere that there are uh, more companies that reached unicorn status this year and were only halfway the year than last year. Wow. So it's going fast. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. That actually is a nice segue into the topic of our uh, podcast today, which is the Amsterdam slash the Netherlands payments ecosystem. So to kick it off, I have a question I'd like you both to answer. Uh, obviously, with companies like um, Moly and Agin, we have a, a very booming eco- payments ecosystem here in the Netherlands. What makes our payments ecosystem so good? Good question. I think what, what kicked it off was um, most of the founders, uh, like the founders of Agin, have had, mm-hmm. had done it before. Um, so they've been around in fintech and in payments for decades already, um, and they started early with innovating and uh, building new solutions, I, I think, early in the 2000s. Um, and that really kicked off um, the ecosystem here in the Netherlands as well for whole fintech and, and, and payments. And because most of their employees who went on with their IPO are now starting new companies and uh, being serial entrepreneurs in fintech. And I think that's very good for the whole ecosystem that can build on early successes of fin- fintech and payments here in the Netherlands. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think uh, Holland is not the biggest country in the world. So people know each other. It's it's easy to find each other. There are a lot of um, possibilities to meet each other. Organizations like Holland Fintech um, play an active role in that. And also, for example, the regulators play an active role bringing parties together. 
and we have an event like Money 2020 in the Netherlands where we all uh, meet each other. So um, yeah, and, and and then we have the companies that are together in spaces. We moved with Biscuit right. recently into Dot Slash, and you have concepts like that, like uh, B Amsterdam, where uh, the startups and scale-ups meet, and also the the larger companies they are active in that community as well. So you, uh, it's very very easy to meet a lot of people. Okay, having having considering uh, both of these things, the uh, sort of like uh, the Netherlands' legacy in payments, like the sort of early adopters, and uh, the sort of uh, on the on the other end, the strong ecosystem for uh, payment startups. Do you both think you could have uh, begun and achieved any amount of success in your businesses anywhere else in the in the in the EU? Well, I think it's getting easier to do it in other countries because there's more regulation driven from a European perspective, mm -hmm. uh, PSD2, for example. Uh, however, uh, the the possibilities in the Netherlands, the the network, the f the the funding possibilities are better than in most countries, I think. And there's a lot of tech talent also in the Netherlands. Education is good, um, so I, I yeah, I think we. We deserve to be ahead of the game, uh, and, and we are, but we can still improve also, I think. Yeah, and I think f for, for speaking for Jinja, I think we are really a product of this ecosystem. So three of my partners started working at an older PSP in Amsterdam seven or eight years ago, mm -hmm. um, and then they decided we can do this better, we're going to start Ginger. Um, and a few months in the job, we were contacted by ING, who said they wanted to leverage our technology to set up their own PSP. Um, and from there on, we started building our platform with ING, with other partnerships. Uh, and I think um, it really helped being in Amsterdam and being a 15 minute uh, mm -hmm. bike ride away from the regulator, from other fintechs, from um, banks, from, from Arjen and Molly really helped us um, get to scale. Um, and also, um, well, most of our cu customers are here in and around Amsterdam. So the big banks, ABN Emro, ING, well, Rayobank is in is in um, is in Utrecht, of course. Right. Uh, but everything is centered around Utrecht, Amsterdam. So I think that's really helpful for building a fintech business in and around the Netherlands, um, and also the early adoptions of um, digital payments with all the consumers here in the Netherlands. But also on the B two B side, really helped us uh, with our business. At being in this sort of very active ecosystem, how does that help you? find uh, par partnerships and uh, keep them and then leverage those partnerships for your businesses. Yeah, I think that really helped us. So we decided to early on really focus on the online payments parts. Uh, but as you see, the PSP is growing and adding new uh, products to their business, whether that's the whole onboarding and KYC mm -hmm. part or the transaction monitoring. Um, we decided we better partner with highly specialized companies that are fully focused on that specific part uh, and that really helped us to broaden our services to the banks um, by just focusing on what we do best and for the other parts partner with best-in-class uh, fintech companies uh, so that really helped us a lot yeah fully agree i think you can see that more and more that software companies no longer develop the whole thing themselves mm -hmm. but they partner with specialist parties we are also a specialist party when you look at uh, account information services, payment initiation mm -hmm. services, document recognition, uh, and we provide other software companies with these capabilities. And yeah, it's fairly easy to, to find each other 
so yeah, it really works. And you see more and more business models that are around partnerships and marketplaces. Um, yeah, so I think uh, that, that results in more and more possibilities in the end for the user. Would you say that the the Netherlands or the you know the Netherlands fintech slash payments ecosystem is a sort of ahead of the game of other places in terms of relying on partnerships and collaboration over over you know building your own technology? Would you say that's a something that makes make us makes us stand out here in the Netherlands? Uh, yeah, but partly. Of course, you see this happening. Yeah, most of all in Silicon Valley, I guess. Also in the Nordics, you see these things happening. Um, but but certainly, in a, in a broader perspective, I think the Netherlands is, is ahead of the game, yes. Yeah, I, th- I fully agree with that. Uh, I think over the past years, you've seen it happening throughout Europe already, whether that's indeed in the Nordics or mm-hmm. Lithuania or London. Oh. Uh, they are really becoming fintech hotspots. Uh, and I think Amsterdam is one of them and, and uh, one of the biggest. Uh, but yeah, we need to keep working and innovating <laughs> before we start losing our place uh, to, com- to to countries like that. Uh, absolutely. And uh, we've been talking about uh, a few things, collaboration, sort of the also the proximity of actors, like l- in terms of literal geography, having uh, uh, the banks, the fintechs, the regulators situated close to each other. But Hessel, you almost also brought up uh, a very big point in building uh, payments company is talent yes absolutely yes. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, of course and you read it everywhere it's, it's one of the biggest challenges and i think we are in a good place in the netherlands with, with a lot of talent and also good collaborations with universities uh, and, and, and schools for example um yeah it's, it, it still is a challenge and, and maybe it's good also to circle back to the big funding rounds because uh, some of the competitors they pay a lot banks pay a lot uh, so there's a lot of competition. I think th- uh, to hire the best people, it's not necessarily uh, you need to be the, c- the company that pays the most. We are looking for people that are really attracted to what we do and why we do it. But but still, of course, uh, lo- a lot of the people are joining the 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 yeah the bigger or more more funded uh, competitors. So is it a, is a finding uh, is finding tech talent challenging then, or a bit of a challenge for? for you well actually it goes quite well so it's it's a challenge but it 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 does work out and um yeah but but i think you have to pay a lot of attention to being an attractive employer which is around what you do but also the tech stack that you work with the culture Mm -hmm. uh, the location yeah so we we do pay a lot of attention to that okay so the the, everything surrounding the uh actual job not just the job itself and then the numbers but uh sort of quality of work life as well as well as well uh, but also the work itself in, in terms of uh, is it challenging do you have the autonomy to uh, yeah to to decide on things yourself and to grow to develop yourself um, and i think the uh, the fintechs uh, and the, uh, let's say the more modern fintechs mm-hmm. provide a lot of opportunity for that uh, okay. and that attracts talent yeah, I think same sco- same counts for us. Uh, what we're seeing is a lot of the techies like to work with us because our two co-founders are are techies, uh, and that really helps. They're really good, and their level is up there. Um, but yeah, indeed, it's not just about offering them more money. It's also about um, giving them the flexibility to work from home whenever they want or come to the office. Um, 
um, being able to work on a nice product, um, mm. having client contact as well. Um, we see that a lot with the senior developers. They like that. Um, and next to that, we, we also like to work with uh, a flexible layer, having some freelancers that we know from uh, for years, um, or also uh, a small team that we have in Ukraine that's just doing um, small standardized work okay. for us. I think that helps a lot being able to have the flexibility with freelancers, with our own people fixed in the office or working from home, and a few people in, in Ukraine. I think the, the mix is working quite well for us. And I, I think you're making a good point with regards to the colleagues that you get the chance to work with. Uh, we, we also have seniors that come from Klarna, from Molly. Um, yeah, and the, the new guys, they, they love to work with them and, and learn. Right, so it's a, the, the ecosystem kind of, uh, it feeds itself then, because you have the, the, the bigger, as you could say, more established companies, the Molly, the, uh, the Agins in terms of uh, payments. Yeah. But they, obviously, they're a, they're a feeder for lots of people. Like uh, absolutely, PA, and these companies today, they are very, very different to work for. Uh, these are enterprise mm-hmm. companies today. Uh, the people that helped them grow and that, that were there in the, in the startup and scale phase, yeah, they are very relevant to the to the startup and, s- and right. scale up, uh, scene right now. Right, because they they can help other companies. Uh, yeah, they've done it before. Yeah. yeah, and that is uh, that has a lot of value, of course. Right, especially when you have these people concentrated in a a, a small place like the the Netherlands, that can really make a a difference. Yeah, and what you're also seeing is like people joining Molly a few years ago, having 50 employees, and now having 500 employees is just a different game. They're having Yes. Multiple management layers, um, bringing starting at Artyen 10 years ago, mm. it's completely different business than it is today, much more corporate, of course. And some developers just like the more startup phase, the scale-up phase, uh, being able to work with a company of 10 to 50 employees, then 1,000 to 5,000 employees. Um, and as, as Hessel mentioned, they've done it before, so it's very valuable for companies like us to hire those people. Um, so I think it's good for the whole ecosystem um, when those companies grow and those com- those people start new companies or they start uh, start joining smaller companies again. So I think everybody um, profits from that. Is it with 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 these uh, big companies? Is there is there ever a risk of sort of drowning out the smaller enterprises, like kind of having an Amazon effect or like a, an Apple effect on? Uh, on payments, making it sort of kind of winner takes all, or do you think that there's there's room for like the big players, the the medium players, and the small players in the in the payments market? Yeah, I think what we're seeing happening now is that the market is still growing at such a rapid pace. So I think I I just saw a press release this morning from Adyen uh, mentioning that their processing volume uh, grew 67 percent in the first half year of this year. At that size, uh, at that page is, uh, pace is, is incredible. Um, but what we're also seeing is that other companies like Molly uh, and even smaller fintech companies, there's still so much room in the market, um, but you need to differentiate yourself, of course. Like Artyen is focusing on the larger customers. Right. Molly is really focusing on smaller SMEs. Mm-hmm. We are focusing on banks. Uh, Hessel's focusing on, on SMEs. You need to have uh, a focus and you need to differentiate yourself. And I think that's the most important part if you want to have a role in this competitive market. Absolutely, yeah, the market is growing and there's still a lot, a lot of opportunity for innovation. So uh, focusing on a, on a niche, mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, you can play a big role there and, and grow, there's a lot of room. We, uh, speaking of uh, 
Will we ever see a sort of ginger biscuit uh, biscuit uh, partnership? Uh, will that ever come to fruition? Or that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> we're always having discussions. So uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we've met uh, many times. Okay, nice. See, this is the the power of the fintech. The Netherlands is payments ecosystem is right in front of us. It's happening in in a exactly. and this real time. This podcast uh, contributed <laughs> to our discussion as well, so that was great. Oh, that's very cool that we Thanks can for that. bring parties together for successful partnerships and payments. So thanks it, for... It's funny to see how that works, by the way, because most of the, the more innovative partnerships that we have originated from more coincidence than planning. A meeting in a, in a podcast or meeting at Money 2020 or at, a, I don't know, an mm-hmm. event at uh, the Dutch Central Bank. You, you don't plan for it. Or actually last week in the elevator in the building that we're located. Uh, yeah. Really in the elevator? Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, we, we are in a tech right. community space right now. Um, and there are a lot of tech companies and, and, and companies around tech companies. Um, yeah, so that, that works uh, very well. Yes, it is always uh, it always helps to be around other tech minded companies because, yeah, you never know who you're going to run into or have a chance encounter with. Absolutely. And uh, with all this knowledge bouncing around out there, you know, you're bound to run into someone that has something relevant uh, for you and your business and also vice versa as well. Definitely. So thanks for coming on the Paytech Talk, Hessel and Tom. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No problem. You've been listening to Paytech Talk, the podcast about payments. Today's guests were Hessel Kauk, CEO of Biscuit, and Tom Van Vase, managing partner at Ginger. Paytech Talk is brought to you by Cognito Media Amsterdam. Thanks for listening. <laughs>